I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> okay, we are recording. We are the voice of the under 25s. I'm currently um, shut myself in the toilet. How on earth do you become a lolliologist? <laughs> the bag with my blood in it. My blood. Our stories, what we think, the truth. And how long have you been sort of on the streets? Uh, on and off for a year. We got told that he was killed in a motorcycle accident. If we can't create a ginger army to take over the world, then we can at least lobby the government for tax-free sun cream. Podium.me. This is your platform. Long hours, unpredictable days, no appreciation. People say it's the hardest job in the world, but what's it really like coming straight out of university and going back into the classroom? We decided to do a series on what it's like to be a teacher. In this episode, our journalist Ashley interviewed a 22-year-old trainee English teacher who is working on her qualifications as part of a PGCE, which she will graduate from next year. I've always wanted to work with young people, particularly as I was in university, I wanted to work with people that were similar age or 16 plus. When I was at university as well, I also did a lot of stuff with my mentors as well. So I was a peer mentor, a student ambassador, and I'm really interested in working with people of a similar age and that kind of age group drew me. I was looking at a lot of jobs in like student services, so working with students, helping them with their essays and things. And then I thought I might as well try teaching as well because I've got my English degree, so I'd be good at teaching that and I'm passionate about it. So that was mostly why. Why didn't you want to teach in a high school? I just prefer older students, I think. They have a a little bit more life experience, especially the adult learners. I worked with high school pupils as a a student ambassador at university. And it was good because a lot of them, they sent me very well-behaved classes and it was nice and things, but it's a really mixed bag. Some of the adult learners, we can find that they are quite confident and they're able to think of ideas, and then some of them are completely stuck. It's just a, a mix for both, really in terms of confidence with their English and their ability. Do you remember the first lesson that you kind of felt responsible for? What was it like? This was one of the... It was a year eight high school group. It wasn't in a classroom situation. It was a class, but I'd taken them. We were working outside of the classroom. So I I was in charge and I was a leader, but it wasn't that classroom environment. But it was a good experience. What was it like? It was fine. Children enjoyed it. They got on with the work really well. They had something. They had different pieces of work produced. Um, I took them into an art gallery, and that was the environment we were working in. So I feel like they got a lot out of it. But I still had to, I had to teach something based around English. So I did a creative writing workshop, and it worked quite well. I had to lead them around the art gallery. I needed to prepare a lot first. Prepare where I was going to take them. So it meant going to the art gallery a few times beforehand, picking which pictures were best to work from. And it had to be quite engaging and really fun because it was basically a school trip almost for them. So I did spend quite a while, a few hours, devising what I'd do with them. Teaching is a, a bit like a performance where you have to put on a happy face and you know lead kids through a series of activities and set stuff. Is that something you'd agree with? 
it's a performance? A little bit, because you're at the front, in front of them, it is like you're an actor, but I think it's important that you're yourself as well when you're doing it and you're not acting like someone different. Mm. It's important that you let your own personality show. Have you been left in charge of a class in a classroom yet? Yeah. Okay, and what was the first time like? It was fine. Again, because some of these students, well, most of them haven't passed with a high enough grade, they're doing it again, and it's not the subject that they really want to do. They picked a vocational subject and have to do English alongside it. So there's, I noticed there's a real lack of confidence, lack of confidence to engage in the class, to put their hand up, to speak. So I found that difficult with my first lesson here at this college. Did you feel prepared for when you went in there? Not the first time, no. It was kind of sprung on me. It's important that they at least have a rough lesson plan, maybe, to work around when they first start, before they have to start preparing their own and things. And sometimes, as well, it's very hard to work from someone else's, another teacher's work or PowerPoint. So they need making sure they have enough time to go through it before they're actually putting that lesson as well, I think that's very important. Is there anything that the training can't prepare you for? I would say, yeah. The general practice, especially things like behaviour management although you can get told how to do this until you get in there and your own personality as well it's all right saying make them all stand up and do this but and make them all stand outside and things but if that's not your personality to shout at them or to do anything like that then you're not going to it's waiting and seeing while you're in there how you react to it make sure first of all making sure they understand what they're doing a lot of our students, they do struggle, some of them. So going back to them, are you all right? Do you understand what you're meant to do? Because sometimes they don't, and then you give them that help and they're, they're onto it and they'll start doing the work. And then sometimes if it's low-level disturbance, it's having to keep reminding them, like, I use a different tone, but I won't raise my voice. Why don't you raise your voice? Because I sh- shouldn't, shouldn't have to, I don't think. Okay. They're all old enough, and I just don't think... I think that shows that I'm losing control slightly of the classroom by shouting. What does it take to be a good teacher then? You have to have a passion for your subject area, know it really well and really see the importance and relevance of it yourself because if you don't, then your students are never going to see it at all. You need to be patient, you need to be a good listener, sit down with them, treat them all as individuals as well as a group. How much of being in the classroom and teaching is actually the work and how much... Do people maybe not see outside of the classroom? All the planning, the preparation. So it's not only the time in school when you're not teaching, it's all your free time that sometimes might get taken up. But also, if as you get more experience, I suppose, you won't have to plan as much because you can draw upon old ideas that you've had and you know what you can pull out your sleeve. So what happens when it goes wrong, when you've put something together and then it's not working? Try and stay calm. Timings as well are quite important, so if something's... You're racing through it, making sure you have something else there. And if it's just not working at all, maybe cutting bits out that are not particularly working. We had an exercise where we had students looking through an article for um, language devices and you could tell they just didn't want to do it. And it would have been better if a teacher had perhaps done that activity and provided something else in case it hadn't gone so well. I would have prepared something else just in case. One of the things that the government has done is raised the age for when you can leave school. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's this big drive to keep people in education, to redo maths and English until they get it right. Is that the right way to go about it? Obviously, I think English is very important. I think it's something that everyone should have. But if some students just aren't capable, aren't able, there needs to be something else as well. And there needs to be... It can't just be you have to get the qualifications and that's it. There needs to be another option there as well. Because of the age that they are, 
and the quality of some of their work. It feels like you have to start from the very beginning. You can't start from GCSE. You have to go back, back into stuff they should have done in primary school in some cases, which is really worrying. And I think it's not that they'll never get that qualification, it's that they need to be taken way back. I think we need to make these like maths and English as relatable to the vocational as possible so they can see the point in it and they can see how it translates because obviously if their English isn't of GCSE quality, how are they going to write the level three essays for childcare studies, for health and social studies? It does make me sad sometimes. Some of the students that have got issues, it does make me feel a bit sad and it makes me feel about when I it makes me think about when I was their age and maybe having the same kind of insecurities. But it's sad because you want to say, Oh, it's it's all gonna be alright. When you get older you'll feel a lot better but obviously they don't see that so you've got to be quite sympathetic and understanding. I like it when the students things just click into place and even if it's a small thing like using the right there, when I can see that they're doing it it's like, oh yes help them do that (laughs) so the small rewards kind of pay off for some of the harder stuff then yeah do you feel that young teachers get the support that they need I feel like I have I wouldn't be able to say for other teachers but obviously if they're leaving that suggests that maybe they're not getting the support that they need what is something that they might not be prepared for that they might experience when they get in the behavioral problems the issues that the students have at home the personal issues I think maybe the things that shocks them and then sometimes students' ability, they might... Because I'm in college, I was surprised by some of the students, like, how behind they might be with their English. But now I've accepted it and thought, right, this is what we're going to have to do instead and change it for them. Keep up to date on future episodes in the series by checking out our website, www.podium.me, following us on Twitter at PodiumMe, and subscribing to our podcasts on iTunes. Talk about your story. Oh, where do I start? Um, what's the question? <laughs> Have you not heard about this? No. Oh, okay, I'll go into it. I just couldn't care less. Don't worry, I completely agree with you. Um, oh, that's actually, that's a weird one. What am I going to say? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really judgmental, isn't it? And basically, that pretty much sums it up. Join us, whoever you are. www.podium. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Dot me.